Welcome to Diverse, the podcast for the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog all together at altogether.swe.org. Are you taking full advantage of your SWE membership? Your membership grants you access to SWE Advanced Learning for career and life. Your membership unlocks free and discounted on-demand content 24 hours a day from around the world. The SWE Advanced Learning also has live learning. With multiple tracks, Advance offers something for every career and every stage of your career. SWE's many offerings feature subject matter experts from a wide variety of thought leaders in STEM and leadership. When you want to skill up, turn to Advance first. Access learning at advancelearning.swe.org. So, hello, I am Joanne Hill, Secretary for the African American Affinity Group for the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's podcast, Diverse. This episode is a part of the ongoing series of SWE's African American Affinity Groups is hosting on Diverse for Black History Month. You can find more about this and other content for Black History Month on SWE's blog altogether. I am joined today by Terrilyn Buckles, President and CEO of Onyx Enterprises Incorporated. Terrilyn established this certified woman and minority-owned engineering consulting firm headquartered in Detroit, Michigan in 2007. Terrilyn is a graduate of the University of Michigan Civil Engineering Structures and alumni of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Prestigious Program. Thanks for joining us today, Terrilyn. Thank you, Joanne. I am so happy to be here. We're glad to have you. So let's start off uh, finding out about, you know, what brought you to where you are now. Share with us, you know, how your upbringing and your education impacted your career. Yes, thank you. So I am Carolyn Buckles, uh, President and CEO of Onyx Enterprise. But Joanne, you know, I have three firms. And so I want to briefly uh, go through. Bring them all in. Yes, bring them in. <laughs> That's just one of them, right? <laughs> yes. And so with Onyx Enterprise, we were established in 2007. I have a Buckles Holdings, which is a real estate development company, and also have a firm, AE Collaborative, with three partners, which was established in 2019. Just to go through my background, uh, Joanne, you know me well. From our many years with uh, different organizations we participated in, I was born in Natchez, Mississippi, and I was raised in Detroit. I'm an East Sider in Detroit. I have 10 siblings, and a lot of people don't know I have that many siblings, but yes, four siblings here in Detroit. My mom lives in Canton, and I have a, my dad is in, my biological father lives in Natchez, Mississippi. I graduated from University of Michigan College of Engineering um, in Structural Engineering, and I began my career while working at the university or going to school at the University of Michigan. I worked at uh, Michigan Department of Transportation. I worked seasonally um, as a construction inspector in roadway, bridges, material testing, surveying, you name it. I got a chance to work five seasons with MDOT. So that's where my journey started, my professional career. Uh, But I grew up here in Detroit, Michigan, and I can say that it's been very rewarding for me, very diverse city. And I can say that uh, it prepared me for many things that I'm working on right now with my companies. So I, when I graduated from the University of Michigan, 
I did not take the path of a structural engineer. I said, you know what? I want to go and try some environmental engineering. So I worked for waste management, waste management for five years as a site engineer. So I designed uh, different landfills, did permitting and uh, groundwater monitoring. I was even a health and safety manager uh, with waste management for two landfills and a gas cogeneration facility. So, you know, through all that experience, I said, you know, I want to go into cleaning. So I relocated back to Detroit and worked for a regional engineering firm that was later acquired by Arcadis. And I worked as a project manager, project engineer on municipal water and sewer projects. Um, And I even worked in client relations and marketing. One of the, uh, I would say the most items that stood out the most with working with Arcadis, I was a national diversity manager. So I got a chance to travel across the country to different Arcadis offices, talking about the importance of diversity. So my, my journey had begun early, 34 years in the industry for civil engineering. And so I'm really excited about that. Okay. So since you mentioned the other two uh, uh, companies or businesses that you uh, started later on, how did the founding of Onyx lead you to those other two? Well, with uh, Onyx Enterprise, when I established a firm in 2007, at that time, I had real estate properties as well. So what I've done is separated the entity. So Buckles Holdings holds all the real estate. And, and that was in 2007. And so that has grown now to where I'm an emerging developer here in Detroit. So I'm looking at some development deals. And AE Collaborative came about uh, three partners where we decided, you know, we need a firm where other minority Black-owned engineers that have their own firm, or maybe they have retired, we'd like to form a collaborative. And so we have formed that collaborative and it's, and it's, uh, it's amazing because we have that amount of experience of architects, engineers, like mechanical, electrical. So in they, I can tell you, with having that much of experience, we have maybe over a hundred years of experience mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. between right. the three of us. Um, it's just amazing. Okay. So being the leader that I know you are <laughs> on yes. so many different levels, even maybe even probably before I met you, the student level at the collegiate level throughout your career, in terms of bringing that into the business environment where people are coming to you, right? right. Questions right. and answers as well as to changing and pivoting and you're collaborating with someone else. Explain us about your leadership style and how it's affected and brought in more relationships in your networking. Yes, that's a great question because leadership is so important. I think back to my days uh, at the University of Michigan when I was involved in the National Society of Black Engineers from a collegiate standpoint. And when I graduated, uh, was involved in the NSBE professional chapter. That leadership that you gain while in a leadership role, in my case, I was the Detroit chapter chair, just like you, Joanne, we, you know, we led <laughs> the organization here in Detroit. And that leadership skills that you gain transfers in every area of your life. You have colleagues that, uh, in the areas of different forms of engineering, in Detroit, of course, there's a lot of uh, mechanical engineers, electrical, civil, but it is so important to have that network mm-hmm. of like-minded engineers. 
Mm-hmm. So that transferred while I, of course, was a young engineer, you know, as a project manager, project engineer with Arcadis and, and you know, went up the ladder mm-hmm. as an engineer. That transferred as when I went out on my own. Mm-hmm. And this is it's something that I can say I contribute that to my involvement in different organizations as a leader, as a leader in my uh, working with Arcadis, as a project manager and project engineer. I had to work with a team of engineers. And from there, I learned so many aspects, even from the client relations standpoint. I even worked uh, preparing all the certifications for the Detroit office. So I knew what was required to run a business, not only from the client relations standpoint and marketing, but also from the financial standpoint, you know, developing their financials and how do you established, you know, estimates and, and proposals and how to, how to bid on a project. So those things are transferred into my business at, at hand right now. So would you say that's how you got to the table? And if so, how do you stay at the table? Because what you're telling me is that you've seen the job from so many different angles that you, maybe you can, you know, think ahead from a strategy perspective as to what the customer wants you know, what the business wants. So talk to me about, uh, I see how you got to the table, but how do you stay at the table and how do you gain the respect so that launches you into other Yes, yes. Because of my involvement in so many organizations and I look at the Goldman Sachs, let's just take that one for example, the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program, which is, you can say it is an executive program, which help small businesses to grow. Uh, that was an excellent resource for me. And not only with uh, the program itself, because it focused on so much training modules, after you are you know, done with the program, you have resources you can pretty much save for life. I was invited to the White House, to the Capitol, mm-hmm. to, the state, to different programs here in the state of Michigan, all as a result of being involved in that program. So being invited to the table to talk about small business can say barriers that we face, Mm -hmm. any type of resources that's needed, we are the go-to as far as small business and and making sure that we have a voice. And we even have that as part of the program as well. It's a a voice. We have the voice of the small business community. That's one example, uh, Goldman Sachs. Mm -hmm. Other examples is through the organizations like that I founded, National Association of Minority consulting engineers. Mm -hmm. And this program, we get a chance to meet with agencies, local agencies here in Detroit metro area and the state of Michigan. And this has allowed us small businesses to grow. We have worked hand in hand with them on mentor protege programs and really just letting them know what are the needs for a small business, whether it be training, uh, whether it is uh, being involved and making sure that our proposals and when we submit proposals, Mm -hmm. that we are able to compete. Mm -hmm. And so that means uh, if we have to scale back, uh, you know, some of the areas and making sure that we can compete with other small businesses, those are some examples that are important for us to win and to grow. And not only that, Joanne, there's, it's so important for us to be involved in policymaking. And so here in Detroit, my organizations that I'm involved in, we meet with city, local city council members and we're active on different committees. And so this is important for us to be at the table and to make sure that we bring others along with us, that we mentor 
other small businesses that are trying to get to grow as well? Yeah, every one of those topics, we could have another podcast on Tara, right? So true. <laughs> in, in terms of the mentoring piece and giving back and being a part of the policy making and where the decision makers, where they exist, right? And getting the message to the people, you know, on both ends of that equation. So in terms of, I'll say, all the different things that you do in Detroit, in uh, like the collegiate student, uh, working with students, um, giving back from a STEM perspective, also the different, you know, alumni boards you're on, all those relationships, you know, what are you doing for the community? And then what are you getting back from the community? The organizations is a mechanism where we are, we're able to give back, of course, to other small businesses, Mm -hmm. but through our individual businesses like Onyx, AE Collaborative, I could say that Onyx, we have been involved in a community from a STEM uh, standpoint, participating and talking with students, K through 12 students. So I talk with high school students that are interested in pursuing careers in engineering. And I also am a mentor at the University of Michigan College of Engineering, the civil engineering. Um, As you know, I serve on the board as a chair, past chair, and now the chair. And I can say that this is very beneficial because we're there on campus. We not only work with the different um, professors and the students, chapters like the AESCE, you know, the American Society of Civil Engineers or the Society of Women Engineers. So we work hand in hand with them on the things that are needed at the university. This is important as a community that we're giving back. So this is something that I have a passion on, Joanne. This is something that not from just an organization standpoint from our different businesses, but is part of who I am. I give and I serve. And to me, it's just, it's natural for me. And that's something that I love to do. Okay. So I guess maybe looking back, you know, what advice would you give to yourself back, let's say 25 years ago? Like, would you do anything differently or experience something differently? Yes. I. Looking back, I would say to be patient and to stay focused. I'm looking back to the time where when I first graduated and I knew that I wanted to work in different areas of civil engineering. So from the transportation standpoint, from environmental and to someday having my own firm where it can be a multidiscipline firm, I knew that the path you have to have patience for. You know, you can't come right out of school thinking that you're going to be a project manager, as we all hope for. Mm-hmm. You have to start in stages, right? You have to start off as a project guy, engineer, and then go through the ranks of project manager. So I would say stay focused. And for those who are interested in starting their business, I would say network and making sure that you have a mentor. I had a mentor at a young age where at the age of 17, while I was working at MDOT, the engineer that I knew from just working in the design department and utilities, I became her protege or mentee. And uh, eventually she had started her own firm. So I was inspired from the work that she'd done. And I say, you know, someday I'm going to have my own civil engineering firm. But I knew the path. How old were you, Carolyn, at the time? I was 17 years old. <laughs> okay, we'll get back yeah. to that. Okay. <laughs> 
So I was 17 years old, just graduating from high school and spent five seasons uh, with MDOT. So, you know, working in the roadway, concrete testing and um, bridge inspection, surveying. And those were experiences that I have and I'm using today. It's become full circle for me. MDOT is now my top client. They're one of the clients that I have the most projects from on a design and construction um, standpoint. So I'm very excited from that. And it all started by being exposed to engineering. You know, MDOT came, came to my high school um, and I will say even from a, I was age 15. And at that time, I wanted to be an architectural engineer. I didn't want to be a civil engineer. I wanted to be an architect. I, and I learned about civil engineering because of that exposure from MDOT. And that's what's needed. And to be a leader, you have to be able to be open to the possibility. And that was one of the things that I took on at an early age is just to find out for me. And, and thank God that I took that decision to go into civil engineering. Okay. So it, it seems like you had exposure to different areas and arenas when you were young, right? So what if I was a type of student that I didn't have those type of exposures in my teenager and I get to college and I like engineering? I mean, what type of advice would you give to that person, right? Who may think that going straight corporate is the way, or I want my own business. They don't know where to start, but it seems like you had kind of a plan earlier than maybe an average student would have, including myself. So what advice would you give in terms of, you know, understanding, you know, what your passion is Yes, or going toward and being patient with that passion, maybe? Yeah. So the advice I would give is to get involved in all the programs um, that you can. And Girl Scouts was a program that I was involved in. Even I was at, a Girl Scout too. Yes. <laughs> a brownie, a cadet, a junior. Right, a junior. junior. <laughs> <laughs> and so Girl Scouts is a excellent for leadership development. And through that, going through that journey, starting at age five and being able to travel at the age of 12 by myself, mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. you, I went to a university for, for art and it was a Girl Scouts program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I had the entrepreneur spirit at age 10 selling Girl Scout cookies, of course, mm-hmm. throughout the whole time. But lemonade stands. I, this is on the east side of Detroit. I, one of my besties, my best friend, we, we had a lemonade stand on two blocks. And I tell you, that was something that it, it taught us at a young age to definitely, if you want to have things for yourself, you had to work at it. You had to work hard at it. And mm-hmm. so Girl Scouts, I would say, it was, is one program. But Junior Achievement. Mm-hmm. Oh, Local yeah. high schools have uh, the junior achievement. I was involved and very, very active in junior achievement. Mm-hmm. And my high school was a trades high school. And that's something that we don't see more of. But hopefully we're getting towards that path where you involved with trades and community college always had AP classes mm-hmm. back then. And so I would say those are programs that prepared me. And then I had a very good counselor. Okay. Having a counselor to, that will look out for programs like engineering programs. And of course, I was involved in the Detroit area pre-college engineering program since age 10 and all the way throughout. But other programs where I traveled to, let's say, Southern University okay. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So that exposure, along with local exposure with the University of Michigan college engineering programs, those prepared me and given me that confidence that I needed to really 
take on math and science and love it mm-hmm. and love to mm-hmm. compete in that space. So those are things that prepared me for this day right now, because it's a male, white male dominated field um, of engineering and in a space where having your own engineering firm and being able to have be successful in it for 14 years and counting and having profits and having net profits over the industry standard it twice, or actually it's double the industry standard. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, it's 12% for industry and I'm, and I'm well over 30% net profits uh, for my firm. Okay. And so learning that is having those core business skill, I would say it helped. And it started at, at like I said, it starts when you're young. Yeah, no one, it seems, can tell you no. You know, it's like you've always kind of like, well, wait a minute now, <laughs> yes. you know, so and it seems in terms of the I won't say re- reinvention, but it's more like, you know, evolving. You know, I've seen you as a person and as a career person evolve, entrepreneur evolve over time. And it's really, you know, really exciting. And I'm always bragging about you, but thank you. But we'll go, we'll go on. So, yeah. So I guess. So in, beside the advice that you give maybe to a collegiate student, what about to a professional woman at this time in terms of leadership style, in terms of maintaining your value system okay. as you're making those decisions or influencing others? How does that work? Yes. And so maintaining a value system, I will start first with that. And that is important to highlight because when you're establishing your business, you ask the question of why, why are you starting a business and what is your why? And your value system is extremely important. In mine, I have some guiding principles and that is trust, integrity, respect, and empathy. Those are guiding principles that are a part of me. It's, it's the genuine nature that I have. And I transfer that within my business to my staff to my clients, to my colleagues are developing your company. And the reason why I developed or launched my civil engineering firm and the other firms that I have is because of the, my, the why. My big why is that I want to impact the community. There are so many issues that we're dealing with right now, as you know, as with climate change, some of water and resource perspective from a transportation standpoint with smart infrastructure technology. Those are the areas um, that I have dedicated my entire life um, to address things that are in a built environment. And so when you look back on that, you think, what is the reason that you do it? And everyone that I hire, I have 10 employees and I look at their value system. Mm-hmm. And, and those are some of the things that I look at and evaluate. Uh, because they'll be representing me on projects. Mm-hmm. You know, the projects that we're working on right now are the Michigan Department of Transportation, like I-69, I-94. We have, we're, we're working on a U.S. 12 Corktown, you know, Michigan Avenue project, okay. which is, yes, which is located very much close to the Ford complex. Mm-hmm. And so having a team of engineers and technicians, you know, from field technicians to construction inspectors, they have a strong value system is important because they're going to deliver that project to the best of their ability. But along the way, we're going to make sure that the client is happy with the product of the work. So that, that I, I would say for any person who was starting a business, 
is to look at all those things because they are intertwined together. Yeah, because I've, you know, I've been in corporate America, right? As long as you've been, (laughs) I think we graduated all the same time. Right. And I've seen where values are, can be compromised, right? In a business setting. So I guess my question to you is, is that how do you, you know, keep the faith, right? Because we are in and out of a lot of different areas where, you know, we still want to make sure that we do the right thing, but there's also money to be made. So can we talk a little bit to that? Absolutely. And that's a very good question because uh, there's times when you are on the project teams, not only from a standpoint of, from a proposal standpoint, and from the project, you know, winning the project. Winning, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And once you get the project is the relationships that are formed with that client and the other team members as well. I mean, I, one project I like to highlight that focuses on the four value values that I have, which is trust, respect, integrity, and empathy. It was all, <laughs> I can say, it was so important for this one project and this is a construction project. And we know from a construction standpoint, you're working with a team of individuals, a team of trades that have to work together to make sure that the project is successful. And so from a construction standpoint, it was very critical that we had a good value system and because you can be tested. Other, oh yeah, you can be tested. And I stay true to who I am and my employees stay true to who they are. And I can say from a design standpoint is critical because you got to design according to those plans, to the requirements of the agencies. So, and I am a sought after engineering firm. And the reason for that is because of my respect and integrity that I have for others and making sure that we're delivering that project to the utmost. And that's why through the relationships I have, I get repeat work. I get calls to be on teams. And many times I have a 50% win rate. And it's because of that. It's because that these are all referrals that are, mm-hmm. that are coming and asking to work with me. So eventually that's translating into the bottom line then, having a good value system. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, being a, and being a good leader on the ground, as well as directional. I am so happy that you brought that up because I am a person that love numbers. So finances, looking at the financials every month, and I look at everything from keeping us lean as far as our overhead, making sure that we're billable. And you can see through your numbers how the company is operating on the different pro- from a project level. So you're right, Joanne, you can translate that from that value system. If something is going wrong, it's going to reflect in the numbers. And so I keep a dashboard of all the things that are important. And of course, we look at net profits too. And so everything from the hours, if we're going over the hours for the project, or if the schedule is extended, you know, basically Mm -hmm. ran out of hours. So all those things translate to dollars and cents. And it comes down to values. Have you communicated well on this project? If it's a lack of communication, the project can definitely go, go in different directions. And I was just thinking that um, I hope there's a way, and I'm sure you do in your mentoring, where that could be passed along to up and coming professionals as well, right? Yes. That it is about, you know, uplifting each other 
and bringing another person along with us. And I'm just saying just from a, you know, one-on-one mentoring perspective, because what we represent into the world, right, is something that I think is going to come back to us. And you're saying that you can relate it down to the bottom line. Yes. And the mentoring aspect where we, Onyx is involved in many mentoring programs and the mentees or protégés that I have, have been not just for one year, these are Mm multi-year commitments. And after the program is over, these students stay in touch with me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I have them prepare is a professional development plan. And this is for mm-hmm. their personal and for their professional lives. And so having a written plan, sort of a, like a business plan, you have it written and you're held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that's so important is to have a plan. And I have a mentee right now at the University of Michigan. She's in structural engineering, getting her master's. And that's important for us to review then. To look at, there's going to be times because of the pandemic, you know, there's going to be issues that come up, you know, it can be personal, it can be professional with, or as it relates to class um, assignments and being agile enough to still keep moving and stay focused and get it done. And that is from a support system, a support system from Mm -hmm. your, your peers, but also from your mentors as well. I have mentors to this day, a professional mentors where mm-hmm. I can call on another business owner and get advice. Mm-hmm. That is so important. And along with that is having balance, balance in your life. And the balance that I, I like to make sure that you can, you know, Joanne, we make having or doing things that professionally um, as far as the different organizations, you know, we're involved in organizations. In my case, I have businesses that I'm running, it, we make it look easy. Mm-hmm. We make it's, it look easy. And, and it's, it's not, it, it's, not and hard. it's hard work. Outwardly, you can smile, you can be composed and you could be articulate. But inside, we know that it is hard to do the things that we do. And it's hard from different levels too. It could be from a, a college student or a business owner or a professional engineer. But the main thing is to keep in mind is to have a balance, have a balance in your life. And my balance is my family, my friends, my colleagues. And and in many cases, sometimes my clients are my friends too, in in some cases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's important to have that balance that, you know, not working the 15 hours consistently every day, but to carve out some time for yourself to have a break a mental break. And so, so mental health is extremely important. Okay. Rest in the brain, rest in the brain, <laughs> resetting the brain, resetting. having self-care, having self-care yeah. um, days. And that's important to allow yourself to reset and get refreshed, to take on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what do you see for your future and the future that you've, and the legacy that you've, you know, carried on? you know, from your upbringing, your family, through what you've established, you know, what do you see looking out the next? I know, because I know you have a five-year and a 10-year and a 15-year plan, Carolyn. I know you do. do, And it's probably written down. It's written down. (laughs) And as much as I have my students prepare their plans, I have a plan too. And so from five, a 10-year plan, and I have a team of individuals that I work with. And my team is my wealth advisor, my accountant, my estate attorney, 
And of course, my business partners with one of the firms. And so my five-year plan is to make sure that I'm ready for retirement to some degree. Now that retirement may be just cutting back some hours, you know, not working at full time, but from five to 10, five years from now, I, I'm definitely planning to cut back on my hours and definitely have a team in place with my three offices that I have. I have an office in Detroit, Atlanta, and Cleveland. Yes. And plans to also expand in, in Tampa. So with that in mind, I have a plan to retire and I could retire to this today if I wanted to, Joanne, mm-hmm. I could, mm-hmm. but I, I plan to make sure within five years that I have a plan to not succeed, but just to cut back hours. And so that growth that I want in the different states, I want to make sure that we're set and we're pretty much on autopilot pilot. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's important. Okay. Okay. Can I vote for a site and uh, on the West Coast, please? Absolutely. So now <laughs> we're in West Coast. We're, we have to determine. Yeah, we can <laughs> talk about that offline. <laughs> yes. Actually, I was looking at Arizona. Okay. Okay. That's a good one for me too. Yes. We'll talk okay. offline. Okay. <laughs> great. Okay, okay. Great. And I would like to say that for the, the listeners, if they would like to reach me on my firm, Onyx Enterprise, they can go to my website, www.onyx-enterprise. Dot com. That's the quickest way, or just email me at tbuckles at onyx-enterprise.com. And I'll definitely, you know, follow up with them. Thank you so much for having me. This is like, as I mentioned before, it is definitely a privilege and an honor to be on the Society of Women Engineers Affinity Group podcast. And I thank you again, Joanne, and, and great work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne, for everything. We just want to, you know, thanks again for taking the time. You didn't have to do this at all. So I appreciate the participation and support you've given me, not only with doing this podcast together, but also, you know, throughout our careers. Absolutely. Carolyn, on behalf of SWE's African-American Affinity Group, I would like to thank you again for taking the time to share your personal and professional journey of leadership, perseverance, and all the efforts you do to uplift our community. Personally, it has been rewarding to witness your hard work and dedication and your accomplishments have translated into a lasting legacy. Again, this is Joanne Hill, and I want to thank everyone who is listening to this podcast today. The African-American Affinity Group has other programming, including additional podcasts and blogs written by our Affinity Group members, which will be released to celebrate Black History Month. And as we continue to be actively engaged with our excellent programming, I encourage you to lend your skills to enhance this affinity group's work. Take care. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. Please don't forget to leave us a review and share this episode with your social network. Thanks for listening.